What's going on, travelers? Welcome to episode 78 of The Resonance, a weekly Genshin Impact podcast. I am your host, Ran, and joining me this week is Emerald. Hello, it's me, your lovely lore lady, Emerald. How's it going, Emerald? How are you doing this week? Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, both games that I've, well, one of the games I've been highly anticipating, well, oh my gosh, I'm wording this weird. Uh, both uh, Super Mario Wonder and Cattails Wildwood Story came out uh, last week, so I've been having a lot of fun. I was into Super Mario. I haven't had a chance to check that out, but I hear it's pretty solid. Oh, it is. It's a lot of fun, actually. Uh, I've been having a good time playing it. Then I've uh, been listening out for uh, Ask Me For Directions, Arnold. Oh, yeah, of course. I play as Mario, so of course. <laughs> he hasn't, like, slipped through the cracks, you know, or has he, or has it just been all Mario? Like, what do you, what do you mean? Has, has like, any, like, the voices, like, any, like, changed at all? Has he managed to slip anything in there, as far as you can tell? I mean, it it just sounds like Mario. It just has a slightly different pitch. Gotcha. Is how's he holding up as far as like uh, the original voice actor? It's terms as terms as compared. It sounds like slightly like higher pitch. It doesn't sound as deep in by comparison. Okay. If that makes any sense. <laughs> so so how is he compared to let's say I don't know Chris Pratt? The, well, that's a you're funny. <laughs> <laughs> So okay, so yeah, if, if we if if we beat the Chris Pratt standard, then I think we're in good shape. So oh, we'll yeah. take that. But yeah, I, I I mean, in terms of Chris Pratt and the Mari movie, I honestly I think he did a good job. <laughs> I actually have not had a chance to see it yet. If well, so. if you like Mario, then you'll like the movie. That's that's pretty much that. It's chock full of Easter eggs and references, and yeah. Oh yeah, I, I everybody that's seen it has just said it's 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 a real it's a good one. They finally got a good oh, Mario yeah. movie out, so I'm I'm excited oh, yeah, to check it really out. Good. How's your weekend Genshin been going? Uh oh yeah, pretty good. Um, you know, got Risley. It's pretty exciting. Been slowly leveling him up. I just got him to level seventy. Nice. Now you said that you've been having a lot of good luck on your fifty fifties, didn't you? Oh yeah, no. I this is the second uh I normally don't win my 50-50s, but, like, you know, I got uh, Risley and Linny both were on 50-50s, and I won both of them, so that's that's pretty pretty baller. So you got Linny, and then... So you, did you pull for Nouvellet? I did not pull for Nouvellet, because I wanted okay. Risley. Gotcha. So you, so you got Linny and then saved up. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people, like, were in, like, two separate got- camps. Like, you were either going to go for, like smooth suave like dapper nouvellette or you were gonna go for you know handcuff me bad boy risley oh yeah um and my issue was that like i was like i wanted both of them but i didn't have the primos for both of them <laughs> oh no see when i went into it i was so scared that risley's like play style and character were not going to be my thing so i went all in on on nouvellette i was like oh this is like an even smoother Li. yeah let's go for this you know like, the yeah. gameplay looked really cool and then I went all the way up to like seventy five pity, and pulled it pulled like my C like three or C four D Luke, and I was so upset. It just wasn't meant to be. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. He took so many of my primos, and then he he ignored me anyway. So I was it like, well, that kind of decided that. So yeah. So I've been I've been running my dailies, hitting my Welkin Moon, and Risley came in at like eighty two pity. I mean, it took. Everything. Yeah, no, but because here's the thing: I was at like uh, 65 pity because mm-hmm. I'd I'd pulled on the Linny banner because I wanted more 
uh, Lynette cons, but they didn't come home. But they didn't come home. Instead, I got uh, Lenny. That's when I got Lenny like super early at like fifty some pity, and <laughs> so I was like, okay, I'll just do a little pulls. And I stopped at sixty five pity, and I was like, okay, I'll just wait for like Nivaletta Risley or whatever. And then I was mm-hmm. just like, mm, I really want Risley because you know he's oh. he's got one of my favorite English VAs. And, he's really yeah. good. That's that's actually what sold me on. When I first saw his character, I was like, okay, whatever. But then encountering him in the game and talking to him and just the way he works, I was like, yeah, th- this this dude owns. So oh, yeah, we no, we threw really some, we threw a lot of currency at at Risley. So now I got to decide if I'm going to risk my fifty fifty at Fiorina or if I'm going to just start pulling everything for Navia because I think Navia yeah. is still like a ways out. Yeah, I think so too. But also, other than that, Cattail's Wildwood story has been a lot of fun as well. Um, See, I don't I kinda, even I, know what I, that is. I briefly mentioned it to you, but I you know you might busy, have. So you, oh man, I, 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 I messaged yeah. you about it, but like you, you didn't respond. But like whatever. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just swamped. It is nothing personal. I've just been absolutely buried. Yeah, I get it. So but yeah, it's I mean, like a little. It's a, are you familiar with Stardew Valley? I am. I used to be a big Harvest Moon guy way back in the day. Oh, yeah. So it's kind of like another one of those, like, life sim games like Stardew Valley, but you play as a little kitty cat. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, you play Is as it, a cat. It, you live in the wild with other cats. It's pretty fun. So it's not, like, stray, is it? No. Okay. It's then still in that, like, pixely, top-down style like Stardew Valley is. Okay. You go around right. the world, you, you hunt mice, you gather flowers and herbs and stuff, and you battle uh, evil cats oh so is that yeah. only on steam or is that a console release too do you it's know on, it's on steam i think it's gonna be on the switch in the n- next year the original okay. game i played the original game which is just called cattails become a cat i played it for hours and so i was very oh. excited for the sequel okay which is also on the steam and on the switch i had the original game on the switch okay yeah i'll have to go through our message and actually check that out then because uh, I like I like little just like fun life and casual games like that that are just oh, real yeah, chill. Yeah. It's it's a lot of fun, yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, for those joining us uh, for the first time, and even for those that are returning to the show, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, if you want to follow us elsewhere, you can find us on Twitter at HoyoCast. We actually got a uh, thanks to a uh, a gifted code. Actually, got onto Blue Sky as well. So oh, I was able insane. to get the blue sky. Yeah, yeah, we got on blue sky and we were able to claim the at HoyoCast on blue sky as well. So that as uh, as Twitter slowly devours itself and descends into the darkest pits of hell, uh, we will be able to smoothly make that transition over. Yeah, you might you might have to slide that over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but uh, I'm gonna try and start keeping up with both of the social media pages on there, and we'll see how it goes. So, hopefully, as you know, things hammer out the way they're going to go, whether it stays on Twitter or shifts over to Blue Sky, then we'll, we'll be ready. So uh, you can also join our Discord, discord.gg forward slash The Resonance. Uh, feel free to jump in, have a chat with us, drop in some questions of the week, give some feedback on episodes, hang out with the community. Still lots of people joining in. We saw that one of our regular new members, uh, Jam and John, actually did a Genshin stream the other day and posted that up. A lot of our members tuned in, watched him do his thing, uh, laughed at his Jing Cho, who was apparently still running green artifacts. 
Oh, yeah. He's great. Apparently, like, he was, like, showing off his character. So, like, oh, okay, this is a nice stream. And then he got to a Jing Chu, who I guess he was running. And he had, like, one gold artifact, like, two blues, a purple, and a green. And people were like, what is happening? He's like, why is my Jing Chu so weak? Yeah, I didn't tune into stream because I was asleep, but I heard about the aftermath through. <laughs> yeah, no, they were they were ragging on him in the Discord. That was funny, but uh, yeah. I, I'm hoping that I hope that Jam and John got that worked out. So I, I know that they were poking a lot of fun at him. Uh, pretty uh, decent news week this week. Uh, we only got three things that we really kind of picked up on. Uh, the first one is going to be the new event that started today: uh, the pressurized impactor test. Uh, to start off on this uh, on this event, you'll need to be Adventure Rank 20 or above and complete the Archon Quest Song of the Dragon and Freedom per usual. So if you've been playing the game for longer than a week, you should be good to go. Uh, in this event, it'll run from the 23rd, which should be today, I believe, and will run until November 6th, in which you'll be able to get Primo Gems, Adventures Experience, Missing Enhancement Ore, and some Mora. Uh, at the start of the event, a new challenge will become available each day and will include three battle stages. Uh, you'll be provided with two trial characters during each challenge. The more of your own characters in your party and the higher level they are, the more low you will have to exchange and the higher level buff modules you will be able to equip. Ooh. So I guess the more of your own characters you bring, like the more buffs you'll get and the stronger you'll be. Okay, sounds like a fun event for my Alhatham Quicken team. <laughs> there you go, yeah, go and get in there and bust them up. Uh, during the challenge, you will use the pressurized impactors, and they'll provide enormous assistance, enabling you to activate buff modules and release the high-pressure shockwaves. You must charge the pressurized impactors before you can release high-pressure shockwaves. Oh. Charging requires increasing the pressure three times, and using the right timing to stop the pressure increase within proper range to successful charge. Note so that high pressure s- shockwave damage is affected by charging results. So it sounds kind of similar to the um, combat event in Waterborne Poetry. Uh, a little bit, yeah. So yeah. this... You charge something up and then, uh, and and then, then kill. <laughs> well, the Waterbound Poetry one... Like, you built it up, and then I feel like it detonated on its own. Yeah, it detonates on its own. Yeah, this one sounds like it's saying right time, so it seems like you got to do it yourself. Um, yeah. I'm sure that the notes make this sound a lot more complicated than it actually is, because they tend to do that with these combat events. They're like, we've got this special mechanic that you got to deal with, and they word it in, like, these, like, six-paragraph things. And then it's literally like, go in there, smack things, press this button, and then and then you're good. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure this one's going to pan out the same way. Uh, but that that uh, that event is actually kicking off today. And when I first saw it, I thought that we were using the bubble gun gadget that we just got. That'd be silly. <laughs> yeah, I looked at it. I'm like, oh, sweet, bubble gun event. And it was not a bubble gun event. So it's I, not I was, a bubble gun event. I'm sorry. I, I was immediately like sad. Power up in, I'm sorry. The bubble gun doesn't work like the <sighs> new power-up in Super Mario Bros. Wonder. <laughs> oh, no. I would have totally taken a bubble gun event over another just battle event. But that's just me. Yeah. Bubble oh. gun event would be silly. Oh, it'd be so good. Uh, the other thing we got going on is we have the web event for the... Fontaine OST album release, The Glad Tidings from Afar. Uh, You can activate this through your web browser, or you'll have a link to it sent to you in your mail in-game or through the HoYo Lab app. 
And basically you will go into the event, load it up, and you will have to sync a song to a character who's like, I am looking for a song that sounds like this. Or I have one that has like these kinds of notes. And you'll play different music and line up the one that best suits that character. Uh, once you finish the event, you'll be rewarded, I believe, with 40 Primo Gems. Uh, limited to 5 million in quantity. So if you're not one of the first 5 million to complete this web event, then you're going to miss out. But I don't think you're really going to worry too much about it. I already did it easy. Oh, yeah. No, the thing takes like just a couple seconds. Um, you will also, when you're in the event, be able to find a link to the entire Fontaine released uh, soundtrack on YouTube. And a lot of people have really, really loved the Fontaine music. So I'm pretty sure that uh, that's going to get a lot of hits. Uh, what did you think about the Fontaine music now that we're you know, a pretty good ways into it? Oh, yeah, I love the Fontaine music. It's it's really good. Especially the combat music, especially uh, gives me Xenoblade Chronicles vibes. There's one of the tracks in particular that really makes me think of uh, uh, Xenoblade battle music, specifically like the DLC story music, because mm -hmm. those tend to be more jazz heavy. Oh, yeah. No, the, the more I've gotten into the Fontaine area, like the music, and like you said, especially the battle music, the more I've liked. It, it's been really good. I, I stand by the notion that some of the daytime actual Fontaine city music is still very, like, magical Disney sounding and kind of silly. But, yeah, but it's, it's, it's a nation full of whimsy. Let it is. It. it is. In its defense, it does totally fit the city and... Furina's demeanor and everything else. So I'm, I'm okay with it. And in a city where the dogs are walking around in hats, dresses, and pants, I mean, it's, it, I'm just like, oh, okay, absolutely. you know what, what whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Let it, them it's have cool. Their whimsical music ran. Yeah. Or, or the Melazine are like skipping along and doing their the investigations. Oh, I love the Melazine so much. Uh, They're they are super cute. Uh, so that I is. I have a Melazine character. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got one. On the web, Siege Wing is going to be playable, but I still think that we got robbed on her character model. But oh yeah, no, I, I, don't 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 you worry. The yeah, Melozine character that I made, hundred percent Melozine. <laughs> oh yeah, we we need more actual Melozine, but I don't want to get into that. I'll get into a whole tangent about that because I I felt we got robbed, but I'm going to leave it at there. All right, fair the enough. uh yeah, <laughs> uh, the last piece of news we got is the new Paimon's painting set. We are up to set twenty seven now which are the set of the cute little chibi emojis that we get. And uh, have you had a chance to take a look at this set? Uh, I'm trying to look at them right now because I haven't got a chance to look at anything yet. Okay. So yeah, I'm so this set, we've got a, right yep, oh we got a couple goodness. sets featuring Nouvellet. Yep, we got a couple oh with Risley, Risley uh, which Nouvellet. are all really good. Mm -hmm. Oh, look at them. <laughs> no, they, they look really good. I really like the Nouvellet, the, uh, the It's Raining one. The keep your distance one is good. Oh, there's one where he's like, giving a bouncy oh. little head pat. Oh, That's I just cute. noticed. I was looking at that. I was like, is he, what's he doing? He's like checking his like change purse. He doesn't like have one. I realized, yeah, he's petting he's, a melazine. He's, he's giving melazine a little head pat. Oh no, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. And then there's a there's a couple from the uh, from the poetry event. You got a couple with uh, Hu Tao, a couple with Fenty. Got a uh, Chong Yun, a Noel. I'm surprised that that Noel reaction emoji is just now coming into play. Like that is something yeah. she does all the time. It's so cute. I love the art style. And then of course we got one for Diona and then one for Mika. So no, Jing uh, Cho didn't get any love in this event uh, for Only these. Only took uh, three for years these... for a for a Noel emo. emo. 
Yeah, right. Which I'm again, I'm surprised that wasn't just like one of the initial Noel releases, because that's just she just does that little hand over her mouth look all the time. Yeah. So, um, but that's really it for the news uh, this week. Like I said, I feel like they're giving us a lot of good time to get caught up on the Archon Quest, and we had uh, Lenny's character chapter, Nuvolet's character chapter, and Risley's character chapter all like in like rapid fire, like on their releases. So. We've had a lot of good content. Um, I still haven't had a chance to burn through all of, um, was it Unfinished Comedy? Is that what it's called? Unfinished Comedy, yeah. Yeah, so I've actually, I finished two parts of it, but my last one, like one of the characters I need to talk to is locked behind Risley's character quest. You can't just go ahead and go through it? Uh, Apparently I had the option when I first started, but I clicked the wrong button. Because when you go in there like, hey, this character is busy doing this. Do you wish to proceed or do you want to do something else? Which is a great pop-up now. I'm so glad they do that. Now that if you go in and you've got two conflicting quests with characters, you can choose what you want to do. Yeah. But I clicked the wrong one. So now I have to do Risley's character quest before I can do. Yeah. Which I don't mind. I was going to do it anyway because, you know, it's, it's just great. And all the character quests have been really short here lately anyway. But the thing that I have is that I finished the other two parts of the Unfinished Comedy, and I went and I found the underground, like, the lab where you have to, like, do the pressure tests and get the forge going and all this mess. Oh, that one. All that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I found all that mess by accident. Oh, did you find the the underwater area that I was telling you about a couple episodes ago? Mm -hmm. I did. I've been yeah. doing like a lot of discoveries. I've been finding a lot of things. The problem is I don't have all seven of the mysterious ores because uh, the uh, last one that I need is trapped behind the unfinished comedy. Oh, yeah, that's right. So it's like, say, cool. Oh, it's like, well, I'd say, oh, I hope you find them. The last ones I need behind the, uh, the unfinished comedy. I was like, oh, yeah. Nope. Um. <laughs> nope. I got all six except for that one that's locked in there. There's actually a spin crystal. Spin crystal number 111 is trapped down there. I have all the other ones. So that's stuck in unfinished comedy. Mm-hmm. So everything yeah, I have is trapped behind this quest, but I can't do the quest. Yeah. Well, did you finish Risley's story quest? I have, I have started it. Uh, what have I done so far? I have... I am talking with the guys with the hats. Oh, you're still pretty early on then. You like yeah, just like, started it. Yeah, like I found I found a guy's hat and I'm like talking to the members of that little organization now. Okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah. Guess but I'll, be next I'll probably, week's episode. <laughs> yeah, I'll probably get through it this week and yeah, if nothing else super crazy comes out, we'll hit over that the next uh next week. Uh, we still haven't done Lenny's character quest either, so we definitely need to do that. Yeah, but, you know, other stuff happened, so we kind of had to skip over it. Yeah. But that's going to be it for the official news. Um, exciting bit. I believe that Pharaoh has wrapped up his, uh, what stuff he had going on in his personal life. So hopefully Pharaoh will be back to join us next week. No boy, so that no is boy. something that y'all can look forward to. And we'll get his input on what character quest he wants to touch on. If he wants to do Lenny's or we want to just jump head first into Risley's. And uh, we'll, we'll decide on that. Because have you done them both? I have done them both, yeah. I'm pretty much all okay. cut up in terms of story. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I just got Risley's and then this last Unfinished Comedy, and I should be good to go as well. So we will uh, we will leave it off at that, and we are going to jump into a short break. I'm going to catch my breath and get a drink, and then we will be right back. 
Welcome back, and so we are going to jump into Monsieur Nouvellet's story quest. Um, if you have not had a chance to take part of this and want to avoid spoilers, then uh, you might kind of want to escape out of the episode. Uh, but if you don't mind, then we're going to try our best to hit on some of the story beats here, cover our impressions of uh, what we thought and how it played out. Uh, wasn't a super long character chapter, which I'm actually kind of glad, oh, yeah. but uh, it it was it was very, very good. But, uh, oh, it was really good. But yeah, last warning uh, for spoilers, if you want to tune out, then now is your chance. Okay, before we get too far into Risley's story quest, there is something I would like to read from our... Uh, Nouvellet's local... story quest. Yeah, Nouvellet's... You've got Risley so on the brain, you were just ready to go. Uh, no, 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 no. This has nothing to do with Risley. This is still about Nouvellet. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Um, from our lovely, from our Enconomia lore from way back when, this this riddle goes as follows. Are you ready? I, I, I'm ready. I think, you, yeah, that's right. You mentioned this before. Yes, I, I told did. you I was going to forget about this thing, but yeah, this is awesome. Go ahead. Okay. What walks on four feet in the early morning, two feet during the day, and three feet at night? So, like, there's like, a, like this is like a real riddle, and it's like, it's like, like a man. Is like the actual yeah. answer, but, but it's, this like has like a really like bizarre answer to it. I'm gonna let you go ahead and dive into that because when okay. I read the answer, I was like, "What is this?" Okay, yes, the answer that it gives us for Enconomia is a fish half who transforms into a person to attend a ball, then breaks one of its legs and event legs, and eventually ends up walking with a cane. Huh. I feel like that reminds me of somebody. Indeed. Doesn't it remind that- you of Monsieur Nouvellet? Oh, I was thinking Kaya, but yeah, I guess so. No. What? What? What do you mean, Kaya? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. But uh, no, I mean when when you when you showed that to me, I was just kind of like, yeah, this is the fact that it th- goes all the way back to Inconomia is yeah, we all, absolutely wild. We all wild. thought it was going to be Kokomi who was the sovereign of water, <laughs> right? So that's what. A lot of people were thinking that she was going to be the reincarnation of the water dragon because of like her constellation. She's got like, the yeah. horns and everything. Mm-hmm, yeah. So, but no. I mean, that's yeah. That that really kind of throws a whole wrench to the uh, Kokomi water dragon thing. So yeah. But we had the confirmation. Yeah. We yeah was such a bombshell like officially confirmed reveal like from like last week and we totally just like nah it's it's midnight let's just wrap it up and skip it. And he also talked about uh, what happened to the dragons, which was essentially how the archons got their powers. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. Mm-hmm. So there there was actually a lot of lore tidbits at the end of that that we really should have touched on. Uh, yeah. we, we just started recording want, really late, and I just didn't yeah. have it in me. I also wanted to talk more about the Abyss. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Well, there's been a lot of Abyss tie-in stuff as well. Oh, yeah. So, And I, as, as our resident lawyer, I know that you were chomping at the bit to dive into that. <laughs> dive into that. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, covering up for our our little skip over from last week. Yeah, so we did get the confirmation that Monsieur Nouvellet is the... The Hydro Dragon, which he has essentially confirmed, but we're not allowed to tell anybody for obvious reasons. So when we get started off into uh, Nouvellet's story quest, uh, we approach his office and we go in there because someone has sent a Melazine 
a threatening letter. Not the Melzines. How dare. No, I, I don't understand. It's like looking at the Melzine and their attitudes and just how just like cute and bubbly and supportive they are. It's like, how could you like ever send the Melzine like a threatening letter? I mean, I, I guess because they're like investigators and they can like unveil like crimes and things like that. But still. Yeah, I know, right? What did they do? <laughs> yeah, but so we find out that a Melzine named uh, it Kiara uh, has received a threatening letter. And Nouvellet is actually taking a personal stake in this because it reminds him of some past events. And it also, he also believes that this could potentially be someone targeting him through the Melazine. Yeah. So we talk with Nouvellet and we talk with Sadine, who presents this case, and she's really surprised that, hey, you know, you're actually going to do this like yourself? And he's just like, yeah, I'm pretty much going to handle this. And we, so we don't have anything going on. So to try and we help. just kind of accompany him. Yeah, we're going to accompany him to try and help, you know, keep, I guess, keep attention down. So that in case, like, he, he gets something that he needs to get directly involved into but can't, that we're there to kind of, like, you know, take over where need be. Yeah. Also, so, not to mention that that uh, when he talks about being a fish out of water, and Paimon was like, "Well, since you're a dragon, would it be would it would being a dragon out of water be more correct?" And I was like, "And I, that just killed me. Like it, I, it just caught me so off guard." <laughs> oh, and the fact that he's like, "Oh yes, you're right. I guess was, the correct phrase would be a dragon, a out, dragon of out of water." She's like, and I was yeah, like, "Nuvalet, honey, no." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he just doesn't understand. And Pine was like, "Yeah, that just sounds weird. Let's go back to fish." Pine was like, "No, <laughs> no." It, he's trying so hard to fit in with like and learn like human emotions and stuff, but he is just—he's he's not very good. At, he is. He, he's trying, and I appreciate it. I feel like he's doing better than Jean Lee is. Yeah. So, uh, but uh, yeah, so we head out and we find Kiara. We ask her about the threatening letter, and basically, like. I can't. She doesn't really like know like why or like who or why has has sent this letter to her. Is that yeah. correct? Uh, she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't like really fully understand. So yeah. She's so like, why we, would anyone do that? Yeah, and nobody really gets it. So we take and we follow her, and I guess she's going to talk to Adolf Adolf at the Adolf. boutique. Adolf. Is that how you say that? Yes, Adolf. Okay, because why did we go to Alof again? I'm trying to remember. Like oh, this she, was she, oh oh because Kiara she does she does modeling for her. That's right. That's right mm-hmm. for the different clothes and stuff. Oh no, I remember that. It was because well she does do that, but she also had an inspection to do for her. That's right. She has to inspect like the goods, and make sure the shop is like maintaining like its shop standards and stuff, isn't it? Yeah. Basically just kind of yeah, like a, like a routine inspection. inspection. Yeah. yeah, standard inspection. Also, That's I right. I think it's fun that it's also really interesting to note that uh, she can see uh, bloodstains, you know? Like after they've all been cleaned up, she can see like the what's left over of them, even though stuff's been cleaned. Yeah, well, that's the thing about the Melazine. They can they can peer into yeah, these they, sense like they yeah, can they sense like emotions and have this they have a different perspective on the world than people do. But I just think that was really interesting to note about the bloodstains. Mm-hmm. I was like, huh. 
Yeah, no, I see. <laughs> yeah, you can totally see why they were added to like you know the 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 investigative like police force of Fontaine. Like it totally makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, but as we're talking to Kiara and Elof, we see somebody in the nearby distance, and we actually get to run into Charlotte again, and Charlotte has caught wind of what is going on. Yeah, Nuvolet's out walking around. What the heck mm-hmm. is going on? Can I go talk to him? Oh yeah, like she like totally wants to like hit him up for, like an interview and and see what's happening. Um, but I'm just kind of glad that we actually got to see Charlotte like come into play again. Like she's been like she hasn't been like a mainstay, but she's been popping in and out a lot. I feel like. Yeah, but you know that's just kind of what she does as a journalist. She just shows up when there's good news and then vanishes into the ether. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I kind of noticed that she she usually pops in, like, helps out with a couple little story bits. You get through, and then she pops back in, does a little closing line, and then she's pretty much, like, off to do her, like, her next, you know, investigative journalism or whatever it is. Yeah. So, uh, but basically, she's trying to get in with Nouvellet, trying inspection, and we, we kind of give her, like, a gist of, like, hey, you know, something personal is going on. And she's like, hey, well, can you tell me what's happening? Can I go and speak with her directly? And we're like, you know what? Not right now. You need to kind of like back off. This is something that he's kind of playing really close to the chest. So if anything, like Charlotte's there, but we kind of have to like ward her off more than anything. But I mean, I feel like you would have to do that with her anyway, just because of just the way that she is. Like if you give Charlotte any part of information, she's going to take it and run with it. Yeah. But it's kind of nice that we got to go into this and, and see her going. So we're walking around. So we've run into, we got Nouvellet with us. And we're, we've run into Charlotte. And you keep hearing, like Kiara mentions a lot about a melazine that she used to work with by the name of Carol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, her, Carol. Yeah. So like. Carol's like her friend was also a member of the guard, and we're gonna touch a lot on that name. But I felt like it was important to bring it up now that she has actually come up, because Carol helped give her advice on how to handle herself, like in the city amongst human people. Yeah, like like Carol like was like you know really important, um, but she's gonna pop up again later uh, as we continue on through the quest. But as we go back and we ward off Charlotte and tell her to kind of like go and do her thing, and we go back to the boutique, we see Clorinde is there as well. Yeah, and she's like, Nouvellet, what are you what are you doing out about? <laughs> yeah, so Clorinde, like, she just kind of like, you know, she heard that Nouvellet was, you know, personally checking into, into a quest. And it was really kind of kind of neat to see her just kind of pop in. She's like, it's kind of odd that Nouvelle is going to take a personal stake into a quest, so she came to check it out. But she also comes to this boutique anyway, because I guess yeah. that's where she gets, like, her clothes custom made at. Yeah. Yeah, so... She gets her clothes I, tailored here. That's what she said. Yeah, which I'm surprised that, you know, it, it keeps getting poked at. Like, every time I see a stream or a thing on Twitter about it, that they're like, why aren't you getting a bigger shirt? Because... That's all oh, you yeah. ever see with, like, fan art stuff is, like, Clorin's, like, the button on the front of her shirt, like, fighting for its life. So, yeah. like, if you're going to this boutique to get custom-made clothes made, then pl- please, please get a properly fitted shirt. That way, you know, this is not a thing. 
I mean, I guess it just is. Maybe she just likes that style. I don't know. Yeah, or just yeah, something like that. So, but Corinne, or since she's a duelist, maybe loose fitting clothes would get snagged. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's part of her. Uh, you know, her her gladiator attire since she's one of the the champions yeah. for her Fontaine. That's what that's so, what I would guess. Uh, okay, I mean that's that snag on a blade or something. <laughs> I mean that's as good a justification as any, I suppose. Yeah. So, but Corinne actually volunteers, and she's going to be out and about anyway, to pretty much escort Kiara and keep her safe while we are conducting our investigation. Yeah. And yeah, we take her back on that, and we pretty much say, okay, that's fine. We'll go back to Nouvellet's office, and we'll start looking into some information, some clues, so we can find anything that ties into the threatening letter that was pretty much slipped and given to. Uh, to Kiara. So when we go back, we go back to the Palais Mormonia and we talk to Nouvelle. We check in, hey, how's the investigation going? Is there anything that we can do to help? And he's like, sure, you can help me go over some documents. And we read off a lot of stuff about some like old like smuggling cases and I think it was like some bribery cases and things like that. And just all these like, I think he had like some documentation on Risley as well, just kind of sitting there on his desk. Yeah. And so we're, we're helping. He's like, well, if you want to help me investigate, go over these documents, I'll help that. And we get tired. Like, Paimon's like, I'm tired of reading. He's like, well, that's fine. I want you to take a break. And we just sit there, and it's like this, like, long, awkward silence. And then, like, he just, she's just like, Paimon, like, has to break. Like, she just cannot sit there and be still. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, I don't really know how to do that, but um, would he's you like, maybe, oh, he's like, like, oh, he's like, would you like a drink? Yeah, and here's some water. We're like, yeah, Smile. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And five months, kind of like, oh, cool. You know, we're wonder what he, wonder he drinks. I bet he drinks all kinds of fancy wines, and and juices and things like that. He comes back with glasses he just of comes water back with like chalices of water. Yeah, and we're like, is this just water? And he's like, well, yes, it's very refined water from like different parts of Tavat, like different like there's like water yeah. from like Mondstadt, water from yep. Liyue. And he's like, yeah, if you taste it, like, if you taste the waters from here, they have this sort of feel and emotion to them. But if you drink the water from this place, it's a little more, you know, placid yeah, no, and serene. Has, you, know, you know how we have our, like, Osmanthus wine from Zhongli? Like, mm-hmm. no, Nouvellet has a line like that as well. It's pretty much, like, almost, like, half a, half a minute long. <laughs> oh, my God. Does he really? Yes, he does, where he talks about the different water flavors. Oh, my God. Please tell me that's one of his idol lines. It is one of his idol lines. Fantastic. Oh, I love just, yeah, like... Yeah, no, because, you know, because John has them, and I'd play with him in co-op, and I'd just hear it, and I would be like, oh, my gosh. It's just, like, rant, like just rambling old men, like, just talking about things that they like. It's like, you know what? Okay, fine, whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Let them let let the let the old dragons cook. <laughs> yeah, but he's like uh he tries to ask like, you know, well, what do you think? Can you tell can you feel the things in this water? We're just like Nope. It's just water. It's so. just water. And he's like, hmm. And they're like, Oh, it's probably because, you know, he's the water dragon, he's able to, you know, taste the differences and stuff. Oh yeah. Oh, one thousand percent. He can just tell the difference between it all. But so mm-hmm. We leave that, and he he gets like an idea of like something that he want that could pertain to this case, and so we leave, and then we go to the fountain. 
yeah. at the uh is it at the opera yeah it's at the opera yeah, house it's in front of the opera house oh yeah speaking of the opera house side note for a second the hmm. the water fountains that are directly in front of the opera house they sync up with the fontaine music do they they do i didn't know that i'm going to go back yeah, and actually experience that Oh, I've got my day of, like, idol, like, on the TV in the distance in Fontaine. So, yeah, I'm going to go check that out. No, that's awesome to hear. Yeah. Um, oh, another little fun tidbit. I'm just going to throw this in there real quick. Is that apparently if you take Nouvellette and you go to that, um, to the lake where um, the ocean it from the poetry event resides. Yeah. Like, at Springvale. Um, there's an interaction where he can hear her singing. Really? Is it only with yeah. him? I think so. I'm not sure. I believe it's only with him. Oh my gosh. Um, but I saw I saw something on Twitter something about that, and it looked, it looked really good. I'm not sure that's if that's really official cute. or not, but I'm, yeah, that was really cool. Well, I know there's also the Easter egg of hearing Farina crying in the fountain as well. Yes. Yeah, I heard that, but apparently you really have to mess with your sound to get that. Yeah, you have to turn the music all the way off. Yeah. So I, I definitely need to look into that as well. But so Nouvellet takes us down to the fountain and he's going to try and I guess reflect on some memories and stuff from a case that he dealt with before. Um, but when we go to the fountain, he does his hydro action there where he puts down his cane and his injury surges out. And the traveler like gets like zapped back into this like sepia colored like space. black and white yeah. flashback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're going back, and we're basically running through part of Nouvellet's memory, in which the first inaction we get is that Nouvellet is talking with a Melazine who's like dressed in like the regular Melazine clothes, kind of like you know, like the the linen shirt and everything else. And you find out that, that is Carol, and Carol's like, "Oh wow, this is like I've never been here before. This is amazing." And you know, Nouvellet's like, "Yeah, it's like." I brought you here because you said that you had an interest of joining, like, like coming out to the world and exploring and experiencing more of life than what you have down in the village, like yeah. to actually get out into the world. And so Nouvellet has taken the initiative to try and integrate the Melazine into society. Yeah, and Carol's like, oh, really, you know. She's real insistent on wanting to with people even though they don't seem to like her very much yes yeah but basically like everything's new but she's like you know i understand that things are going to be hard and that humans won't understand but i'm gonna i'm always going to do my best to be the best person i can be make a good impression and eventually the people will come around to to like us and nuvel is kind of like well the coexistence of species can be kind of tricky at times because Nouvellet himself, you know, isn't a human, even though the people don't know that. Even though he's like an outsider, for the yeah. most part, at, the, at this point in time, in this flashback, he's not like such a far cry as like the Melazine. The Melazine are very obviously a different species. Yeah, but he's still an outsider, and he still views himself as an outsider. Yeah, so, but he's like, it's fine, but we're going to introduce you into this and try and help work you into as like, you know, civil servants, uh, more or less, to try and help you make a good impression. And so he he helps, he you go with him and he teams you up with, um, oh God, what's his name? Uh, starts with a Voltran. Voltran, that's right. Thank you. 
um, Voltran, who is this, who is one of the the pally guards, and he is going to work with Carol to help try and slowly integrate her into society. Like they're going to like work together as like a team. But apparently, he's like really stone faced, and it's just kind of like if you if you're feeling like overwhelmed, it's only going to get harder for you. So you if it, if it's hard for you now, you might as well just give up. Just go and start before you're just met with disappointment. And Carol's like, no, I'm going to keep doing my thing. And I'm, I'm just going to, if I keep trying, things will work out. So we move on and Carol's like, hey, you know, she like sees a guy standing by the fountain. She's like, hey, can, can I help you with anything? And he's like, yeah, no, you just need to go away. Yeah. And he just like stomps off and like she gets a little disheartened. And then she sees like another group of people. She's like, hi, I'm a Melazine. You know, I'm, I'm here to, to help. Is there anything I can assist you with? And the people are kind of like, uh, what are you doing? I'm going to call the guards. Get away from me. And it's yeah. like they are immediately just like completely just like this entire like speciesism, racism kind of thing going on. Like yeah, they no. want nothing to do with Carol or the Melazines at all. Yeah, it's really sad. It, it is because she like she's very happy. She's very positive. And it's like. She just really wants to to help you know, and be and be a good person, but yeah. the people bring up like, well, ever since the Melzine showed up, there's been an a, an uprising of like these these disturbances and these cases and thefts and stuff like that. You know, how do we know that you're not doing it? You know, and then just trying to cover yourself up, and it's just all like these like baseless accusations and these like you know foundless rumors that they're basing just because she's a Melzine. Yeah, and it's it, it, it's, it's yeah, it's it's really just this. Um, yeah, what am what am I looking for? Discrimination. Yeah, I guess it's just it based is. because of what. She, yeah, it's exactly what it is. And then Voltran actually has to come and step in. He's like, "Hey, you know, you're just spreading words uh, uh, based on rumors. You have no evidence. You're just pushing your own your own thing. Leave her alone and base everything based on facts." And the people, like, even though he's, like, an established member of the Guard, she's like, oh, well, if you're on their side, then you've obviously been brainwashed, and the whole system is corrupt by now. And it probably goes all the way up to the Chief, to the chief Justice Nouvellet then. Yeah. So by Nouvellet bringing the Melazine into Fontaine, trying to integrate them into society, he's, like, disrupted the entire system. And it's just he's going just from the ground up. Best. Yeah, no, he's like he's like legitimately trying to do like his best to like help these species coexist. And the people, because they are so weary and so, you know, distrustful of the Melazine, they're like, no, and the fact that you've brought them here and are integrating them into the police force and everything else, like something is very, very wrong. Yeah, it makes us trust you less. Exactly. So Nouvellet kinda like put himself at risk by doing this. But even through all that, and Voltran's kind of like, hey, you know, you, you see what just happened? That's going to keep happening. He's like, you just need to give up and, and stop. And Carol's like, no, no, it's like, I understand, but I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep trying. You know, I, I, I'm going to do my job. I'm going to stick with it. And things are going to get better. And we leave that. And then we see the next scene that Nouvellette, is giving Voltran and Carol medals. And they're these like green like medals that they pin they, on their lapel. They almost and they're like little pearls. Yeah, yeah. And they're very pretty. But they're called a medal of peace. 
basically a sign that they've you know contributed to bringing peace and order and to the benefit of Fontaine. Yeah. And the people are having none of it. No, absolutely not. They're like, no, There's this so is much this. so that we've got some guys in the background conspiring against Carol to framing to frame her for a crime. Yeah, they're like, no, this is political theater. This is just corruption at its core. So if they're not going to come out with it, then we'll make something. Then we'll basically we'll, we'll make something to where they can't deny it, and that'll get rid of them once and for all. So yeah, no, they straight up like, yeah, frame, frame Carol. Her. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like if they're not doing it, and you have to fabricate something, then like, what are they actually doing? Yeah. It's just it's it's kind of crazy to see because like you see these things in like real life too, and I think that's what made this story like really really good. It had a like real life yeah. like tight like you know inspiration and stuff. But we would leave that, and we continue on to the next scene. So each time we we have a scene and then it fades away, and we have a scene that fades away. But on the next one we go down and we see Voltran talking to another member of the guard. Basically, what happened is that there was the crime scene that these people fabricated. Yeah, and lured, the crime scene that was created that they learned lured uh, Carol to and framed her. Yeah, yeah. They basically lured her in there to frame her with it and basically caused this scene and made this sense of panic in the crowd to, to blame Carol for what happened. Mm-hmm. And... When that happens, they think that what that's going to do is make Nouvellet come down and say that he made a mistake bringing the Melazine into society and to give up his power and step down. Because Nouvellet is not, to them, a native Fontai. He came in as an outlier, and his impartiality in the justice system is what got him his position. But he is still like a foreigner, and the people do not like him right now. Like this is this is a far cry from the Nouvellet that we're familiar with in the main story, but basically what happened is that the crowd got so unruly and demanding and I guess almost violent that yeah. they said the guards were enraged and to to basically stop the situation, like Carol like killed herself. Yeah, she she took her own life. Yeah, like on the spot. And it's just kind of like, holy crap, that is like sad and like infuriating, like all together because she like did nothing but like try her best. She just did her best. She was such trying to be a positive little ray of sunshine despite everything. Yeah. Yeah. Like she was nothing but, but supportive and that she was like driven to this. And in her last act, she did it to basically to protect Nouvellet and her dream that one day you know, the humans and the Melzin will be able to live side by side. Like, that's what she sacrificed, is to keep the situation from getting worse. And that was the best that she could do. And Voltran is like, he's like, oh, he's like, he's furious. Super, yeah. He is super pissed. Bro is furious. Yeah, and as he's going on this, like, they're talking, like, you know, he's, he's venting, he's like, the reason I told her to stop and to give up beforehand why he was so cold and mean to her to keep her from keep pushing is that he had a younger sister that was just like Carol, that was very hopeful, very positive, very you know, very driven to make things yeah. better. And he's like, 
when I saw Carol, I saw my sister, and I knew that she was going to be easily manipulated, easily driven, and like and disheartened, and and just worked down like this. Like she is not going to be able to handle the pressure of what's going on, of what this job requires. Like like the the task is too great for her, and he basically wanted to stop her before she got too invested to protect her. Yeah. Because it got to that point, Voltran's kind of like, I knew something like this was going to happen. Um, they won't go after Nuvalet directly, so they went after her to, to basically get around the law and play this this backstabbing game. And if they're going to shed blood like this, then we're going to shed blood in return. Yeah, so then he goes off and kills the people that framed her. Oh, yeah, uh, he goes, yeah, exactly. Like, even the other guards are like, uh, dude, you, we can't do that. We should just He's let... He's like, yes, I can. Freaking we should just watch let, me. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we should just let Nuvalet handle it, and it'll all be taken care of, and the people responsible. And Voltran's like, no, absolutely not. Absolutely not. They, no, they killed my friend they're going to pay and yeah he basically goes and tracks down the people that drove carol to do what she did and he just straight up just goes full batman or like vigilante and just offs them yeah and we leave that and then the next scene we go into we are actually in the the opera house and we are seeing voltran's like trial and they're like so people are like voltran and carol like nouvelette's like right hand man like he was like there he they were like his people like he he trusted them more than anything, and the people are like and like everybody in the crowd's like Voltran did nothing wrong. We get it. It's like he basically got revenge because people made Carol do what she needed to do, and what he did was completely justified. Like the people are like totally cool with it, but the problem yeah. is is that and they're like they're like cheering like as Nuvlas kind of like do you understand that that you have what you have done. And Voltran is like, he doesn't even deny. He's like, yeah, I did it. He's like, I did it, and I would do it again. He's yeah, like, they exactly. deserve they, they deserve exactly what they got. And the people are cheering. They're like, yeah, absolutely. It's like, we stand with him. Like, you need to just let him off. He is, you know, he did nothing wrong. And Nouvellet's like, um, absolutely not. If you admit to what you have done, then you will, then you, you are guilty. I will declare you guilty. Yeah, and people are like, yeah. Yeah, and people are like, they're like, dude, this is like your best friend. You know why he did it, and we're okay with this. Just, it. yeah, just yeah. let him off. But like, like, the law's the law. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's kind of like, and he looks at Voltran. He's like, Voltran is like, he he goes in and he has the verdict rendered, and he looks and he's like, Voltran is like, you're my friend, but is there anything that you want to say? before I have to send you to prison, basically, because you are guilty. Like, Nouvellet has to maintain this impartiality. Like, he yeah. cannot give Voltran special treatment because he's his friend or because that, yeah, you know, exactly. he thinks that what he did was right or not. And Voltran, like, gets angry. And he's like, what did I do? It's like, I didn't do anything wrong. All I ever did, I followed your orders. I did everything that you needed, that, that you asked of me. And everyone in here believes that I'm innocent as well. The only person that thinks I deserve to go to jail is you. And it's like, is that justice? 
is, is that is that the way that things are supposed to be no matter what the people what the people want or no matter you know the end uh despite yeah. the means the ending you know it justice was justice was dealt out yeah and new Blood's like no no it was like you committed murder you were a trusted member of the guard you took matters in your own hands you broke the law and the oratrice has declared you guilty the oratrice Danalise cardinal yeah, I, I you have all to that. say the full <laughs> I can't. I, no, no, <laughs> it's just the origin. I ain't for now. No, my French is terribly. Look, you're lucky. No, you're lucky. You get Monsieur Nouvellet out of me, okay? So. I know my pronunciation is perfect. I had the pronunciation perfect, but it hasn't been a while since I said it. So. Oh my God! No, absolutely not. So we and the last thing we see is goodbye, Monsieur Nouvellet, and that's Voltran as he's basically taken to to the fortress of Meripede. And so with that, we come out of the flashback, and Nouvellet's like, "Oh, it's like, did you see all that?" He's like, "What did you see?" And we're like, "Yeah, we saw some we things saw, like, about everything, man. <laughs> yeah, we saw some things about Carol and Voltran's like, are you okay?" He's like, "He's like, yeah." It's like. I don't deny that those events happened, and I don't try to hide them, but I don't like remembering them. Yeah. I just, it's, they're, they're painful memories. So he just leaves them alone. But he ties it in to, to the case that's going on now. But he says one thing that's interesting is that he says, when I looked back, and when I when I tie into the fountain, I tie into these memories. Despite how everything went down, I don't sense any anger towards me. Which is kind of weird because Voltran like went off, like at the end of the trial, mm-hmm. like he was calling out Nouvellet, questioning his sense of justice, and everything else. And but we, learned, Nouvellet... we learn about that why later. <laughs> yeah, and so he's kind of like. I don't, you know, I, I don't understand why that is. And I don't understand why what's happening now is happening. But we're going to find out. Yeah. And so now we have yeah, this girl and, shows up. Yeah, we, we have also, we, we also, as we're walking back, we also see, like, everybody protecting uh, the Melusines, protecting Kiara. Oh, yeah, yeah. So yeah. as we get ready to do that, um, we're getting ready to go to that. But before that, Navia shows up, and she's like, "Hey, I heard some rumors about some stuff that was going on, and if you want, I'll have the Spina di Rosula kind of investigate and see, you know, what's happening, and see if we can find anything." And you're like, "Yeah, that, that that'd be great." But uh, it's like, "How do you know what's happening?" She's kind of like, "You're the chief justice, and you're walking around. What do you think is going to happen?" Oh yeah, exactly. Like, of course, people are going to wonder. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's like, dude. Who, I mean, it's not you, every day that you're out walking around. So it's like you are like the chief justice. So I mean, it's like the president you're walking around. Invested it. in a case, so yeah, like, something's gotta be going on. And it's like when you're walking around, like just like in general, like people are like, oh, that's Nouvellet. It's like, oh, I better leave them alone. Like they like make notion that he is with you, but they're actually like trying to avoid because they're like like you know intimidated. Yeah, but. But Navi's kind of like, okay, well, I'm going to go ask her and have my people investigate. We'll see if we can find anything. 
I'm like, okay, we're going to, like, Nublat's like, very well. We're going to make our way back to the Palais. Uh, was it the Palais, is it Memoria? Yeah, the Palais Memoria. Uh, uh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Hey, hey I got pa I got Palais right, so I'm I'm halfway there. But as we're walking back, like 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 what you were saying earlier, is that you see some melazines out, but they're they're like surrounded and like accompanied by people, and just like what's going on, and people are like somebody's been threatening melazines. We're not that. No, this is not okay. No, that's not gonna happen. Not on yeah, my absolutely. watch. No, There's and the people like, like rallying around. Who's threatening like, melusines? I was like, who's, who's mans is this? I like him. <laughs> yeah, right? They're like, yeah, stay in your guards. Like, keep your eyes out for anything suspicious. And they're like, like they're like this, like, melusine, like, in, like, her guard attire. And then, like, the civilians are walking behind her. Yeah. And, like, keeping, like, her surrounded. And then there's another one. Like, she's, like, working. And she's got two members of the guard with her. And it's like, are are you are you following me? Did I did I do something? What's what's going on? And the guards like, oh no, we we were just totally like, walking oh, yeah, this both way as well. Ended and so we figured we'd just come with you. Yeah, we we were just walking this way too, haha. And it's like, okay, well, if you're gonna do that, then let's let's go get something to eat or something to drink together. And they're like, okay, but <laughs> yeah. all yeah, and like all the guards, all like the the people have come together and in a stark contrast to you know the discrimination and and what that was going on in the past yeah. yeah like you look and you see a new blood like is staring back and he's and he's like kind of taken aback like, he's never like had a chance to like realize it like it's never like hit him in the face and it's like if it's like when you see his expression it's like the first time he's really come to realize the how much stuff has changed. Yeah, the stark contrast and how things progressed from what happened with Carol and back in the day. And it's just, it's it's really good to see that reflection back from, from when he was first starting to where yeah. we are now. Yeah, it's really, it's really nice to see mm -hmm. how much stuff has changed. Yeah. So we, we, we leave that and we go back to Nulet's office and we're like, okay, well, we're going to, let's go back through our documents again. And there's got to be something that we missed. And we start perusing through it. And basically we find out that there was, I think it was a, it was a, a, a smuggling operation. The that smuggling there operation was, she was involved in. Kira was like one of the people that was helping, uh, you know, solve the case. Yeah, yeah there was like five people that were that were smuggling in goods and yeah kiara was the one that uncovered it and they basically all got arrested and they all got sent sent to prison and the leader is someone named Dom domenico Domi domenico oh, uh dominico dominico there we go oh, and we're just i think gonna it was skip, skip over the fact that there's someone named similarly to my good friend desam oh well <laughs> Is, I, is I, I that... sent it to him and I was like, huh. <laughs> I was like, hmm. I was like, hmm, this you? I mean, maybe maybe that's his self-insert character. He, I know, he, right? just, he just doesn't like the melazines. He, he, he attributes the How melazines dare. to Mona because they're hydro. And that makes How him dare. very upset. Yeah. So, but there is... Anyways, oh, there's back to Dominico. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's one person that's not been arrested, but I guess... They're like just being watched, or kind of like on probation. Name was it S S M S I M? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. Behavior. That's right. Mm -hmm. 
and what they it sounds like is like he's the one that slipped the the threatening letter to to Kiara. Yeah, but that was be- that was because he was told to by Dominico. Yeah. Then uh Sadine comes in. She's like, "Hey, we just got word from Navia and the Spina di Rosula and says they they found out that he was involved and says we have him. Like we he's down at the cafe." Yeah, that's when he tells us that he that his boss made him do it and his boss yeah. is currently at the fortress. Yeah, so so Navia and the Spina di Rosula have like rounded up these people, like done their investigation, found out what was going on. And that's just kind of cool, like how fast that they worked as well. Um, and I did like seeing that, you know, Navi and her gang are like still like doing active things and the Spina di Rosula is like, you know, keeping up, you know, doing the work, the work for the people. Because this, tying with the Melazine and the people of Fontaine, this is very much like right up their alley. And I really like that tie-in. But uh, Esaim is all on him. Like you said, we do find out that he, yeah, I said, was given orders from Dominico to give that letter to Chiara. And Nouvelle is kind of like, well, I guess then all there is for it is to go back to the fortress and confront this guy and see what's going on. Yeah. So we go down there and we get to run into everybody's favorite new bad boy, Brosley. Yeah, Risley. <clears throat> Yay. And so we, we tell him about the letter. He's like, oh, I mean, okay. Yeah, but yeah, uh, Dominico is, is here. Um, it doesn't seem like he would be the kind of guy, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get him in. And so basically he has Dominico summoned and brought to us to basically confront him and see what's going on. I guess it's just kind of like a personal favor for Nouvellet since they're all kind of buddy, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Also, we kind of, I don't know if you were going to get to this because we kind of skipped over the part about the mutual aid network. And how the badge they have resembles yes. the Medal of Peace. That's right. Yep. So we want, and there is, yeah, the Mutual Aid Network. We saw these people as we were, because we went with Siege Wing to the infirmary. And as we're going to the front, we see these people with these, with these badges or these like emblems on their, on their lapels. And it turns out that their organization, what was it called again? The Mutual Aid Network. Mutual Aid Network. I just said it. Yeah, yeah, I, and I immediately forgot it. Um, but the Mutual Aid Network is basically just a group of people that, you know, they just work together to try and make it a better place for everybody. Yeah. And they're like, if we stick together and we help each other out, then, you know, everything will be good. But the badge that they wear is fashioned after the... Medal of Peace. And we kind of pointed out, like, you know, how did this happen? You know, like, where did you get the inspiration for this design? Yeah, it's because, surprise, surprise, because while Carol's was lost in the chaos, Vertran Mm -hmm. still had his. And when Vertran was sent to prison, he founded the Mutual Aid Network. Yeah, so... Do, would you like to elaborate on why Valtran started the Mutual Aid Network? On why he started it? Yeah. I I don't remember why. Because <laughs> Valtran was very much still a public, like a public, so like he was always striving to make things better. Yeah, and to promote 
Yeah, to yeah, promote like, justice. Yeah, exactly. Help each other, promote justice. And this is what that, that was kind of like his way of doing that. Like, even though he was in prison, he was never going to stop doing what he thought was the right thing. Yeah. And it turns out that even though at the end of his trial, like, he was shouting at Nuvalet and angry and doing, like, saying all these things, like, you know, accusing Nuvalet of being, you know, of not upholding justice. Like, apparently that was all, like, just for show. Yeah, we find that out from that after we talk to Risley about the case. Oh, oh, well, that's right, yep. Yeah. Yep, I'm getting ahead of myself. No, you're right. So we were kind of jumping all over the place, but that's okay. Yeah, we we tend to do that. I, I, I really yeah, need to start yeah, taking yeah. better notes as far as, like, covering these events. But no, Domenico comes to... down. Yeah. Oh, do you have do you have good notes taken down? I I I look. I have the the wiki page for the quest pulled up. I've been going through that as we go. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Let's see. You're even better prepared than I am. I'm trying to like fling like a lot of this off the cuff. I got some real like rough notes, and that's pretty much like about it. Yeah. Because then after we we talk about the mutual aid work, we're Sageween, We go back with her and uh, enforce Nouvellet that Risley found Dominico. And mm-hmm. so we go to confront him, in which he tells us that he sends the letter as he wanted revenge against uh, Duvalet, but nobody was interested, and the mutual aid network was like, um, hey, maybe don't do that. And so he decided, again, he decided he was going to go for the Melusines instead, since, you know, he couldn't go for Nouvellet. Kind of yeah. just like the people that framed uh, Carol. Yeah, so basically he felt like he aimed to eyes. Nobody was going to go after Nuvalet himself, but if he went after the Melazine, then maybe he could trigger some, like, you know, some heartfelt, like, emotions for people that had been imprisoned. Which, I mean, I guess kind of worked to some small degree, but it really didn't. Like, all it did was, like, reinforce, like, people's, like, protection and their affinity for the Melazine. Because yeah, Risley asks us, and Buzz, like, yeah, why are you so invested in this? Nuvalet tells him about what he experienced 400 years ago, and Risley was like, Dude, that was four hundred years ago. Times have changed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rise is like you, you need to like go out more. <laughs> it's like, it's like you <laughs> yeah, stay really. in. Yeah, you stay inside <laughs> way like, too you, much. You say I stay inside way too much. Like, <laughs> and it's it's so weird. I think it's just because you know because Nuvalet is not human. He still has even after four hundred years, he has trouble like connecting with people and understanding things. Yeah. That. After all this time, he's still just, like, that kind of dense. Yeah. And Risley is just kind of like, look, man, it's like, you need to just it's go like, and, like, look around. Look at how the Melazine are, are doing, you know, here in the fortress and up there. It's like, things are completely different now. And you did that. Like, you did that. It's yeah, like, and, and that's was that's the what... one who told us that was like, yeah, you, about the whole thing with Vatran. Yeah, he was, like, putting on a show. To get the people to like you more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, he's like, if if you ha- if he had, like, gone complicitly or done something else or reacted in a different way, people would have thought that there was something going on, like you were giving him some kind of special attention. But because he, he felt, like, angry, and even though Voltran was your friend, that you were able to send him to jail for breaking the law... That just reinforced yeah. that you are like you the are figurehead of justice. justice. Like, yeah, you sent one of your best friends to jail. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
then, then yeah, then we can trust you to judge anybody. So even as Voltran, the true like, Voltran, judge. Yeah. And Voltran, like, even though he faked being angry, he never stopped being Nuvolet's friend. He never stopped trying to do the right thing and, and help Fontaine grow as a nation and to help Nuvolet reach his end. And to, to see that come together and to listen to it play out and Nuvolet's reaction to that, like, he doesn't know how to handle it. Like, he doesn't understand because all these, all these emotions are all, like, new to him. Yeah. He's like, he's like, am, am I angry? Am, am I sad or am I happy? He's like, I'm like all these things, but how how do I process this? And he's asking the travel, asking Pyle, he's like, what what do I do? He's like, what what do you think? And we just basically had kind of reinforced what Rods uh, Risley said is like, you just need to understand is like, you've made this, you've made everything better, you've. Even though, like, it was a hard road to get here, and there yeah, was, you, you know, did it. Yeah, yeah, you did it, and yeah, there was, was a lot of rough? loss. Yes, but you did it. Yeah, and that's and then we go into this next cutscene, and he starts walking, and it begins to rain. Yeah, and man, yeah, and that upon- cutscene. Oh, it's so good the way no, it pans around. I was just sitting there watching this and then hearing that you want to know what the kid, the kid yelling "Hydro Dragon, Hydro Dragon, don't cry!" almost made me cry. Like <laughs> the way that it starts off in like the modern time, but then it as it off, spins, yeah, and it, it goes back, yeah. Travel time on runoff, just like quick, we're gonna get wet. Go under the awning, and then mm-hmm. you hear people disgruntled about it, and then it fades to like him uh viewing sort of going over his memories and man yeah when it, it turns around and it goes into that sepia like you know black and white kind of thing and people are trying to gather rain and yeah the, like you said the kid runs out he's like hydro dragon hydro you know don't cry because that that's the and thing that it's like when the, the hydro like turning and looking turning and like looking behind him when he hears that Dude, and and everyone's that gone. That almost made me cry. <laughs> it was such an intense scene because the the, the, street, the street is crowded with people scrambling out of the rain, trying to trying to get to shelter and go away. And like the kids, like in the middle of the street, and he's shouting this thing. And yeah, Nuvolet hears this, and like I said, it's in his flashback. He turns around, and everyone's gone. And so he he keeps walking, and the, the scene shifts, and we see Voltran. And he's talking and Carol, and Carol's like, "Hello, Monsieur Nouvellet. The rainy season's almost over." Yeah, and it's like, and I was like, "Oh, oh, my oh, heart. oh, yeah, right." It's like just a, a dagger after dagger, and then yeah. we move forward, and then we see Risley, and Rise is like in the fortress, like, "Oh, this looks like a good place for me." Like this is like Rise, like coming into. The Fortress yeah, of Murphy for the first like time. Say, this is a good place for me. <laughs> and the first thing he does is look over, and the first thing he sees is Siegewing, you know, doing her nursing and helping one of the inmates. Yeah, he's as he's walking by, you see Siegewing checking in on someone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he walks on, and the scene shifts again. And then we see the end of the... Uh, the second R conquest with Navia's father, where she's in front of her father's gravestone, yeah, and and it's raining. She's like, "Oh well, 
you know, he, you know, she, like Nouvellet standing there. He's like, like Nouvellet so hasn't many... told me anything. Yeah, he owes me. He it, has to tell me so he much. He owes me so many answers. Yeah. And like, and like she said, and it continues to rain. And then the scene shifts again. And then we see Arlecchino with, with the, uh, with the siblings. And she's kind of like, yeah, yeah we, we, we'll have to keep an eye on this Nouvellet. And then it goes and it spins again. And the, and the scene shifts. And we see the the people that we saw at the beginning of the cutscene were like, you know, our races, the Melusina humans, like two species cannot coexist. You know, this is not something, this is folly. You know, this is nothing, this is not something that we're going to permit. And it immediately shifts back to modern day where you see the guy, like you said, who's been threatening Melusines. Yeah. <laughs> That's and, my man right there. <laughs> yeah. And you just see Nouvellet and he gives this like faint smile. And then, then he, he, he continues on, and the scene shifts again to where he's approaching the fountain. And you hear him, what he was saying to Carol at the beginning. It's like, if you, if, you're, if you want to do this, if you want to join the human population and come into Fontaine, it's going to be hard. Are you sure you want to do this? And you see Voltran and Carol, and they're like, yeah, because when it's all done... Everything's going to be great. You know, there, there, there will even though it's raining right now, there will be sunny days ahead. Yeah. And he looks up, and the sky just like it comes out of the black and white, and it just shifts back to modern day. The sky opens, <laughs> the rain stops. Yeah. And then yeah, we rain just clears up, and you see the Paimon and the Traveler smiling at him. Yep. And that's just we're just going to move back into. In, into modern day and with all the changes i'd see all the progress and it's it's such a fantastic cutscene of just seeing nouvellet's situation and his growth as a character and all the people that he has influenced like throughout the years it's it's just it's such an insight into how he handles things and even though like i liked him before this is the kind of character story that I dive into that makes me love a character. It's I feel like, sadly, it's very rare that we get something that is this much of a deep dive into a character's history and, yeah. and, and then their foundation and the upbringing of why they are the way that they are. Mm-hmm. Um, I keep harping on like the same ones, but like, uh, Kaya's hangout had a lot of awesome flashbacks. Oh, I uh, still need it. to do it, Rip. <laughs> yeah. Um, Nahida's, where you find out all the thing about, you know, Greater Lord Rukudavada. Um, Dea's thing with, and that's probably one of my oh, favorites. Dea's is with, really good. Yeah, with with her dad and how that that whole misunderstanding came came to light. Like some of these have just been absolutely just fantastic yeah, in just helping keep me. Getting better and better. They do. Um, yeah. But then there are like, but there are like some like others that we've gone into, like, like when we did like our hangout thing with Lisa, it was like, you kind of got like a feel for like her attitude, but it was just kind of this like kind of like date wandering around thing. Yeah. That that let me like yeah I like Lisa's character, but it doesn't tell me much about her past. Like we've really had to kind of like piece it together over the time. Yeah. Um Or like uh, I know that you love Al Haytham. I, yeah. I, yeah, his character chapter did nothing his, for me. 
I mean, his I I still think his story quest was really good. It it was good, I mean, and it, it helped didn't me. go into his past at all, which is fine. But we did get a lot of action with him, which was really mm -hmm. awesome to see. We did the thing that I'll, like a character like a chapter like Al Hatham's does. It helps me respect the way that a character handles themselves. Yeah. Like, Al Hatham always has this, you know, he's always three steps ahead. And oh, he's yeah. he's always, you know, he's got that, that cold, like that stoic, calculated, like, feel to him. And that his character chapter really helped reinforce that. Yeah. But it didn't, it didn't bring anything new to the table That to we me didn't for know him. about him already. Yeah. Yeah, it was like, this is just an Al Hatham adventure. Yeah. And it's like going I mean, on a, okay. going on an adventure with Al Hatham, which yeah, exactly. was really interesting. Also kind yeah, of it, freaky. Yeah, and it, it was fun and it was cool and I liked the story, but it didn't it didn't make me bond with the character anymore. It also decided to throw in the music track that we all associate with Dane's Leaf in there for whatever reason. Yeah, yeah, well we well we can always use more Dane's Leaf, but Oh yeah, well I um, mean Dane's Leaf was an end in the quest, but it used the track that we all associate with him. Oh, I'd have to re-listen to it. Did they actually use that same track? Yes, for... they did. They did. Oh my god! I remember. I'm doing that. I'm like, um, why are we using this track? I understand this the like, like. I was like, because I understand it's the like mystery, like intense mystery theme. But I'm like, this is the track we all associate with Dane's Leaf. Like in Xenoblade Chronicles, the original game, Unfinished Battle is always associated with Dunban. Unfinished Battle, Unfinished Business. It's whatever. Same track. Um. It's always associated with Dunban, and to use it for any other purpose, oh. like it was used in the DLC story for, the, or I guess the quote-unquote DLC story, the epilogue story for uh, Xenoblade Definitive Edition, and they used it in there. We were like, um, no, <laughs> oh, you they, don't yeah, do If they that. come to that, they, they need to just yeah. like remix like a very specific song for a certain character. Like if they done that, like I hate them to remix his own music, that would have been good. Yeah, um, but I was just talking about, like, it's like, it was a similar, like, I got a similar reaction from it, because it's like, uh, like, you know, we associate this track with a given character, and to use it something else is kind of like, um, okay, interesting. Well, I'm glad they didn't do it with this, because I felt like all the music and everything in Nouvelle's thing has just been absolutely fantastic. Um, especially just during that whole cutscene. Like, everything was just very, very sad, and very oh, emotional, yeah. and it, it really and, just came together. Yeah, but then at the at the very end, we go back to the the Palais Bermonia. Where they we see do. Kiara, Kiara is sleeping. She's sleeping. Mm -hmm. and yeah, she's like, "Oh, is everything okay?" Like, "Yep, it's uh, it's all good." And yeah. she's like, "Okay, well, yeah. I'm gonna Cl go back outside." <laughs> yeah, Chlorine. Yeah, Chlorine sent uh sent her there to uh, yeah. you know, to get her away from all the stresses. And Kiara tells us that she saw Carol in her dream, and like that Carol had seen that her dream had come true and then Carol was like I wonder where she's gone I haven't seen her in a really long time and we're all just kind of like oh yeah yeah about that but then um, she's like but she's like oh but she's like oh I still have to go uh do stuff for um uh for what's her name the designer lady and oh yeah I love Alof, yeah. Alof, yeah. She's like, oh, I still have stuff to go do for Alof. Uh, can I go do that? And Nuvillet's like, yes, you can. Go, ha go, ha go have fun. Yep, you're completely safe. You're, you're all good because, yeah. I mean, everything got pretty much wrapped up. I mean, we even ran into um, 
after the cuts, we ran into Clorin oh, yeah. and Navia and Charlotte again. We ran over to ran over to Charlotte again, and Nuvolet agrees uh, to her interview within like like a month's time. Oh yeah, like a month later, it's like yeah, I actually have free time in like a month, and Charlotte's like, yeah, I'm still cool with that. Yeah, Nuvolet's like, take your time, take all this time to come up with whatever you want to ask me. Mm-hmm. So just be aware that I can't answer everything, but like you just come up with some questions. You got a month. But yeah, no. So I think I think she's pretty stoked about it. I do also like that Clorinde uh, has, even though like Clorinde's not doing like anything like super major in the story, but she keeps popping in, and she's like always supporting something. Yeah. Have you noticed that? Yeah. She like, she in a way she's I feel like she almost comes off as being like Nuvolet's right hand right I guess right hand woman. Yeah. So basically, what I see is like uh, Clorinde is to Nuvolet what Cujo Sara was to Raiden. Like she's like always like doing things like like for him, and like yeah. carrying out these tasks. Being but like, like you need help, like. But like even still, like um, when we had our when we passed it at the fountain and Navi was being attacked by the Gardamex, Clorinde came in there and just went yeah, beast mode us, and just yeah. tore yeah and tore things up. Um, we went down. Uh, we found it's out about crazy her history how, like, with in the trailer Navi's... for that. It was framed as like Navia and Clorinde were against oh, each other. Oh yeah. Yeah, you totally thought that they were, like, going head-to-head. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, she did that. We found out the past about Clorin and Navia's dad. When we went down to the fortress, Clorin showed up to, I guess, I don't know, cheer for Risley as he was doing things. And she blasted the door shut. I mean, that was cool. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. And then even, like, now, she just happens to, to show up. And it's kind of like, yeah, I heard about what's happening. He's like, why don't you do the investigation? I'll keep... I'll keep Kiara safe. Yeah. Like, Clorin is like Johnny on the spot. Like, she is just always there to lend the hand that needs to be handed. And it's it, it, it's really made me appreciate the character. And I'm very excited to see in the coming chapter if she's going to take a more... Like, more active like a, role. A, like, a very prominent active role, yeah. Because I really want her yeah. to. Oh, that would be pretty neat. But I also like her being just sort of support, supportive of being, like... I like that too. I also think that's a really. Cause I just think that's a really neat, you know. Yeah, no, I mean, a character I, that's just like always there to help. No, I mean, side characters are great. I mean, I always love these kind of like supporting casts. But I feel like that everything but that she she's just seems done, way too interesting to be just a supporting character. Yeah, and 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 every time I say that, I feel like Clorin is going to be a four star character. Like people like want to like take me to the gals. I mean, they just string me <laughs> up. They get so upset. Oh yeah. <laughs> And I was like, look, man, it's like, I like Corinne. I think she looks cool. I like her voice actor. I like what she's done in the story. But truth be told, she hasn't done a whole lot. She's done some, and she's done some really cool things. But she hasn't been a very prominent character, but she does show up. And when she does, it is helpful. Yeah. So I, I want... I want her to become more prominent to help maybe like justify to, to in my head that she becomes a five star. Yeah. I just again, I just don't really see her being a four star. And uh, most people seem to agree with you. Design wise, that doesn't look like a four star to me. Oh no, she totally looks that's design wise, I, that's my biggest thing. I think design wise she is one thousand percent a four star character. Do you a thousand percent she's a four star character based on her design? Yeah. 
like her design does not scream five star to me. It it just doesn't. Like I look at like I'll hate them, or like I look at like the amount of detail like in Navia's design, or Raiden Shogun. And, and things like you that, mean and to I tell see. Cloran doesn't have that almost same level of design. <laughs> not quite. There's a lot of flat textures. Um, there's not a whole lot of really specific detail. Like she's got some cool things. Like yeah, she's got like the thigh squish garters, she's and she's got. got, got... Gun. <laughs> yeah, she does have. Yeah, but Mika's got a crossbow. Mika, she's a crossbow, and Mika's four star, and he's nothing special. I, I don't. I don't. I just offended a bunch of Mika players. I mean, Mika's fine. Mika I like, I, I like Mika, but I mean, Mika, Mika's not five star material. Then again, we can always be surprised. Kaveh's very heavily designed, but he's a four star. He is, but when I, he's also and there are some neat little, neat little briefcase. Yeah, guy. and there's, I mean, like Kave, or yeah, like Kaveh's got his briefcase and stuff. But like, I mean, I don't think it's fair to like call back to like Deluke or like Klee's design as being like five star but being minimalist because that's when the game was first starting. Yeah. But like Nuvolet and Risley, when I look at them and the amount like all Risley like bandages and his scars and his, his the feathers and the jingly handcuffs and the boots and everything like the fur. He, yeah, yeah, he feels like a five star character. When I look at Clorind. It's it's a lot of what's a good maybe like Rosaria might be a pretty close comparison in design wise. Mm, yeah, so maybe, maybe maybe that's why. Yeah. So I, I think that's I think that's where my hang up is. It's nothing against her character itself. I just don't think a she's played a big enough role to be a five star, and I don't think her design is quite five star material. But you know maybe she'll jump in in the later chapters, and you know completely blowing my socks off i am completely open to it i would love to be proven wrong um that would be great because i think it's been a while since we had a five-star electro hadn't it yeah it's been a while i feel like it's been a while since we've had an electro character in general well no the last one was dory i think but that's that was still a while ago yeah i'm trying to think about electro no Lynette, Lynette Fremenet. Yeah, no. Yeah, I think the last Electro Dory, we got was like Dory. Yeah, she's Dory a, yeah. was. But that was. She's a four star. So I think. Yep. What would that. Oh, oh, Sino. Sino was. Sino was a five star. Sino was a five star. That's right. I think we yeah. just made Dalton cry by forgetting about Sino. <laughs> I was like, there's right. someone else. Oh, it's Sino. Yep. I should know that. That's I right. also have Sino. <laughs> Look, I just have trouble attributing Sino to anything except for the trading card game at this point. You like know, Sino was like, fair. he was such a great character in Sumeru, and he we got just him. reduced. Yeah, but he just got reduced to the trading card guy. No, that, but that's like, fine. That's fine. He's allowed to be silly. Yeah, it's like, oh, that's the general. Mo- no, nope, that's trading card TCG guy. Man. Yeah, he he is not the Mahamatra. He's just he's just TCG guy. Who's to say that people like, you know, the, the you know, like the officials can't have fun? And, and yeah, he's he's the trading card guy, and he he's bad pun jokes guy that Tinari has to guy. put up with. Yeah, yeah. he's he, he's one of Kali's dads. That's that's all he is. Yeah, he's uh, a silly, goofy guy, and we love him. Uh, he, he is. You know, Sino's actually ended up being a lot better. Like I didn't, he wasn't my favorite character in the story. I thought he was cool, but he never really struck out to me as like being super special. Um, but the more we've interacted with him and his dynamic with other characters, the more I've come to like him. So. But we are running up on an hour and a half, so what do you say we dive into our question of the week? Oh, yeah, that, uh, yeah, sure. All right, so 
This one, this was kind of an awkward question, but I do like the idea behind it. So our question of the week is from MQ Mitch on the Discord. And Mitch asks, uh, I like to think that the characters on my current team are leaving their responsibilities and lives at home to journey and travel with me. Based on your current team, what nation is in the most political turmoil due to the characters adventuring on your team instead? So basically, like, what what nation have we, like, caused trouble for by stealing their heroes to come on our adventure? And yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, you know what? That's actually an interesting question. That's a question. Really good question. So I would say let's just pick, like, our main, maybe, like, our overworld team, like, the ones that we yeah, adventure with. the main teams, the main team. Yeah. So who's on yours? I think Al Haytham's definitely on it, right? Oh, yeah, no. My main team is my Al Haytham Quicken team. So who's all on Al- that? Alhatham, Yaimiko, Kazuha, and Fischl. Okay, so with Alhatham being gone yeah. and Yaimiko <laughs> being gone? Oh, yeah. <laughs> those are both really, really important. Yeah. <laughs> so basically, you've put out the entire government of Sumeru is kind of in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the Narukami Shrine is in trouble. And the Yai Publishing House. The Yai Publishing House is in trouble. Um, there'll be a lot of cross-dressing for Goro to try and keep them afloat in the meantime, I guess. Yeah. Uh, as Miss Hina. But, and then you see, or you maybe had Goro Fischl. gets a break from that because Yai is gone. Oh, yeah, yeah. Maybe he actually gets a breath of release and she's not there to, uh, yeah, to like, test her. Yeah, mess with them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But Fischl is gone, but, I mean, that's kind of okay. Yeah. Like Fischl, I don't think is doing anything super important, is she? And she's just, she, I mean, she's a member of the Adventurers Guild, I think. So you she know. is. So she's the, just doing the, her job, uh, really. Yeah. So it'll be up to and, Kazu- and the adventurer Kazu- to go and escort yeah. balloons. Yeah, Kazu Kazu a wanderer, so <laughs> he's just chilling. Well, Kazu is with the Crux fleet. True. He but travels. He's also, he travels with Beto. He, he travels with Beto, but he also just kind of likes to do his own thing too. So hmm. he's just chilling. I don't think Beto yeah. would mind all too much. I think that if he said, hey, I'm going to go do this thing to try and help somebody out, Beto would just be like, yeah, man, go do your thing. Yeah. T- totally awesome. If, if you need me, you know, call me. Yeah, <laughs> call me. Yeah. yeah. You know where to find me. Yep. Yeah, just send out, send out, a, send out a slime balloon and, uh, and, I'll, and I'll come. So, no, no yeah. Be- Beto's a good mom. So she would totally support uh, Kazuha coming on our adventures. Yeah. Um, mine's not very politically heavy burden i guess um before i was running around with um with dea yelan kokomi and um oh crap sucrose which with kokomi Kokomi. yeah so like that would have been important but they're not my overworld team right now like they're kind of like my beat up boss team yeah we're Um, talking about main main team yeah, right now, my main overall team right now is Eula, Rosaria, Layla, and Fischl. Yeah, you have so, a lot of Mondstadt. I do. So I got Rosaria, and I've Rosaria, got Eula. So she, yeah, Rosaria does like her vigilante justice sort of thing. <laughs> yeah, so there, there's no, you know, shadow church justice going on. Yeah, yeah but I mean, we've Rosaria's also got busy. D-Luke. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, was it the the, yeah, the Dark Knight, Dark Knight, the Dark Knight hero. hero. Yeah, yeah, so let's go to the Dark Knight hero to fill the void. 
Yeah, Mondstadt's fine. <laughs> yeah. Well, Yula is the is She's the also, captain of yeah the reconnaissance company. Yep. She's the reconnaissance so, stuff. So that's gonna what fall down on? Is it gonna be Emika? Is Mika gonna have to step probably, into that? Yeah. 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 Good luck, kid. I believe. And in then. You. Yeah. 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 Go get them. But you know, load your crossbow. You'll be all right. And then, yeah, and then Fischl. So, yeah, all all Mossad stuff for Layla. And I I don't feel like, I feel like if we take Layla, we're just inconveniencing Layla because she's just away from her studies. Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure the academia is going to be fine without her. Um, no offense to Layla. I really love Layla. Her shield and stuff have been great. Oh, yeah, she's great. She's on my, she's on my child team. Yeah, uh, she is pretty much. She's on like Zhongli Shield duty for for this cryo team. Oh yeah, no, same thing as for my child team. And oh my god, her energy recharge is so high. Like you can just cycle her her shield and her burst like every rotation. It's fantastic. So yeah, if if you don't have a Layla, I mean, go build your Layla. She's she's great. If you need a cryo or a freeze, uh, her application and shield are really really good. These got the second best shield in the game actually. Oh, she does? Sick. Yeah. Yeah, it's like Zhongli is yeah, number one because... The, yeah, like I haven't seen the stats specifically for shields, but that's pretty swag. Yeah, I mean, you're not going to beat Geodaddy's shield. That's just that's just hard set in stone. He's going to have the best shield in the game. But yeah, I think she's like the second best shield in the game, and then it's like Diona and Toma and everybody else. Yeah, yeah that, so, that sounds about right. Yeah, I will say that unless I just forget to apply her shield on rotation... That my teams just don't take damage anymore, like ever. So it's it's been great. Um, I actually wondering if I need to work in Risley into my cryo team since I got oh, yeah. him now. Oh yeah, that ooh yeah, I should think about that too. But if it doesn't, I might have to side Kuki think, back in because Risley needs a healer. Yeah, I think he likes I think he likes melt teams too. Okay. I, can, I don't have a milk team. I could probably play around with that. I don't that. have one either. I mean, I don't have my Bennett or my uh, Shangling built. But... <laughs> so Bennett's good for everybody. But apparently, yeah. if you have C2 Dea, she works really, really well with with Risley. Ooh. Because you her second be, constellation makes her... Yeah, because her second constellation makes her field last like a lot longer and like more stun resistance and things like that. Oh, so yeah. So Risley can jump into that field and then like... You got the damage mitigation already, also, which helps, and then he just yeah, pummels crap. Yeah, I think he crap. also has the... I think he, on top of that, I think he also has his own... Not exactly damage resistance, but he has interruption resistance. He does. I think. So that, <laughs> from what I hear, C2 Day like, makes him really, really good, which is good. Because anything that makes Day a better gameplay-wise, I'm all for. Because, oh, you know, yeah. that, that whole ordeal that people got really upset about. Which I don't agree with, but that's just me. I think Day is great, uh, gameplay wise and character wise. And if you disagree with me, you're wrong. No, fair enough. So, uh, and <laughs> I don't on, have uh, anything to say on Day other than I really like her as a character. So. Yep. No. Day is Day is Day is great. Day is, as far as I'm concerned, uh, the best Sumeru character. Which you would probably disagree on that. I would. I do disagree with you on that, but and I do still you, really like her. <laughs> yeah. No, it's all good. I I completely respect your right to be wrong. So, um, and with I that little, you're right. You're right to also be wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and, uh, Let's agree and, on, here. and we can agree to disagree. So on uh, on that little note, we will go ahead and start wrapping up the episode. Everybody, thanks for tuning in. This has been episode seventy eight of the Resonance, 
And uh, hopefully we will see you next week and hopefully on time. So yeah, uh, have, yep, have a good night. Have a good day. And we will yeah. see you then. Had Astra Avisos. Had Astra Avisos.